Hey guys, it's Manny Alvarez with uh, Coach Chris Hulm. Uh, before we start this, uh, the student section report podcast, uh, you might hear some bumps and bruises along the way. It's kind of like sports when you got you get tackled or you take a charge, but uh, or you get hit with powder uh, all over you. Uh, yeah, powder, definitely. Coach. Uh, yeah, definitely. So you might you might hear some edits. You might you might hear a, a voice change here and there. Uh, Bear with us. We're not perfect. If I was, we'd be on the radio. But uh, yeah, well, I was gonna say I think uh, we we forget sometimes how amazing this technology is. Being able to record from anywhere in the world, whether we're in person, not in person, and and uh, so I'd say just sit back and enjoy and just uh, kind of appreciate the content that's inside, and uh, know that we are just trying to build other people up while we do this. Yeah. So uh, fair warning, but uh, enjoy the show, and we'll start right now. Guys, welcome to the Student Section Report Podcast, episode 13, which is fitting unlucky 13 with a situation we've been dealing with the last few weeks. But um, we're going to make the best of it, and we're going to start off with our first segment, guys. I'm Manny Alvarez, Coach Chris Hume to my side. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm ready to, I'm ready to uh, get this thing going. I'm excited. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, and I talk about your our, our dull uh, quarantine week, but we'll talk about that later. Because we already have a guest on, uh, as always. Our first segment, we got uh, Ruby uh, Trestick and Zach Forbass. And I hope I said uh, Ruby's last name right, but they're from the Newport Harbor Tarpet. Guys, thanks for being on. Yeah, yeah thank you for having us. Dude, you guys are – I'm just going to start out. You guys are crazy. You guys are so crazy. <laughs> thank like, you. No, for real. You guys went to that water polo game, and it was all over social media. I don't even know if that was, like, you guys posted on yours. I don't know if I saw it from your aquatics handle or whatever, but like uh, before you guys went off to CIF, uh, man, you guys all jumped in the pool. Is that accurate? Like the whole crowd just went bonkers. Yeah, um, that was our so that was our Battle of the Bay water polo game uh, against our rivals Corona Del Mar. They're right across the bay, hence the name Battle of the Bay. And um, you know they're pretty good at water polo as well. We're both like I'd say top five teams in CIF. So. Um, it was a really big win for us and then uh yeah after we won we uh all the seniors decided to hop in the pool it'd be our last one at our at our home pool so we decided we all, we'd all go for a little swim that was pretty that was pretty lit that was that was pretty i i saw it i was pretty excited for you guys yeah it was fun well this is perfect chris is gonna chris probably get more questions than me you know on this one <laughs> um no nah, uh, i'm just yeah you guys are good, good. <laughs> you know um I know with a good winning program for football, you're going to attract students. And the last few years, the Sailors have kind of hit a bump in the road, which is very unusual for Newport Harbor football. But, um, you know, new co uh, you know, Loft Coach Lofthouse came in and I've turned that program around, and all of a sudden you guys um, are bringing in more than the usual in the stands. Was it helpful to have the Sailors come back into the winning ways? Yeah, that definitely was a big part of – our success this year as a student section, but also I think our senior class, it was super always spirited. And I think that that was a big part of them being at the top this year and influencing everyone else and bringing them and really just setting this vibe of like super spirited, super awesome, no matter win or lose. And we did do better, but we did also lose some games and we still had a good turnout. And yeah, I think that that was just a reflection of, the class of 2020 and the legacy that they're leaving. Oh, you know, um, you know, you guys uh, 
I didn't see you guys as much. I think I covered one. No, I covered two football games. One was on the road down deep in South County. And then there was another one, Halloween. But you just had a volleyball match, and that had to be at the football side. I mean, so, I mean, talk about just the schedule. You guys have to bounce back and forth. I mean, Halloween was just kind of tough for you guys to either go football or volleyball, but you guys did a volleyball game instead. I think Halloween, we were actually uh, CIF. Was that, was that a field hockey game? It was field hockey. Yeah, I think it was a field hockey game at, um, at Huntington, actually. It was a CIF game. It was a quarter or semifinal match, I think. Semifinals, um, yeah. Yeah, so we actually had a really good turnout there. I think the game was at 5.30 maybe, and we had uh, – the harbor section was packed compared to the Huntington section. I didn't even see any Huntington kids there, so – and it was at Huntington. Oh, you're so. throwing shade, aren't you? I mean, wow. I'm, I'm not throwing shade. I'm just saying we're, we're, we're road warriors also. We're not, we don't just show up at home. We show up on the road also for all sports, so. Yeah, Huntington oil pits uh, is, is uh, slowly improving, so uh, – um, <laughs> by the way, guys, um, I know later in the show we're going to have Ken Rodriguez on, but uh, he will be on this segment as well. I forgot to introduce him, but uh, I'm sure we'll talk to him just a little bit in this one and then and go all out on him on the third segment. But, um, you know, uh, I went to the basketball game, the Battle of the Bay against CDM. Um, and first off, I mean, all Newport Beach battle was with two teams, and I showed up the week after Kobe Bryant died, a resident of Newport Beach, and um, – I mean, it just seemed a little more different than usual. I don't know if that's how the rivalry was all the time, but was it a little different that time around knowing that, you know, someone that was getting involved in the community uh, basically going away and the world being shocked? Yeah, for sure. That game was a lot more come together, two teams. I think our rivalry sometimes is a little rough. There's a lot of, like, FCDM chants that happen and that kind of stuff, but I personally saw that game – more coming together and supporting each other. I don't know if you stayed the whole time, but at the very end, there was a kid from CDM who doesn't get to play, and he came in, and everybody was cheering for him. Like, And he made, um, I think, a three-pointer, and everyone just went crazy. Like, And so I think that we were all kind of coming together trying to be a community there, whereas football, other volleyball games, basketball, that doesn't always happen. But it's a fun rivalry no matter what, and – in Battle of the Bay games, you, we get there, like Zach knows, we get there 30 minutes early, an hour early, just to even get a seat in the student section. And so those games are pretty crazy. And yeah, you know, I, um, I, I know you guys keep mentioning this whole, like, football and, and volleyball thing, but, um, man, uh, I'm looking here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight water polo athletes – getting D1 and D2 scholarships uh, from you guys. And I have, like, a little connect. You guys know Ike Love, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ike. Yeah, so he's my goalie over here, Chino. He's uh, he's my goalie's cousin, Justin Weidel. And if you guys have been listening, I know, it's Taryn, you've been listening to a lot of them. But uh, in the very first episode was uh, the Chino uh, was the Chino connect. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had uh, Cowboy Country on, and Justin Weidel was our first guest. So... Uh, I don't know if you guys even had done your homework before you guys came on today, but I thought it was pretty cool to bring that up because uh, that would have been pretty neat to maybe have Ike on and be like, yo, what's up? Like, you know, my, my cousin, you know, he was the one that was uh, here. Because I know you guys get – again, you're crazy in all sports, but, I mean, you guys are doing, a, like, a fabulous job. I mean, especially uh, where you guys are at right now. Yeah, I know. Um, that would have been super cool. You know, Ike, he's 
he's a quiet guy, but <clears throat> when he gets in the pool, you know, he's an, he's an animal. He's a monster. Like no one wants to get near him. He's like six, 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 seven. Yeah. He's, he's a big he's dude. Like, I mean, yeah. he is, he is beyond massive. And like you said, he's a quiet guy, but he does not play quiet. hundred percent. I completely agree with you there. You know, I want to get back to the battle of the Bay. Um, People always talk about what's the greatest rivalry in Orange County and bring up, you know, several Villa Park and Canyon, which I went to Canyon. I remember that rivalry being insane, but they bring up, you know, Edison Fountain Valley, which, you know, I think the main one, oh, I'm sorry. The main one they always talk about is Battle of the Bay has always been like the craziest one. Um, talk about just how insane that is. And I mean, is it kind of like a small town thing where like, all of a sudden this becomes kind of like a movie, like Friday Night Lights or Varsity Blues where like the city shuts down for this event. Yeah, I mean, every time there's a Battle of the Bay event, everyone from the entire city is there, whether it be your aunts and uncles, your parents, even your grandparents, every single student's there. Like the gym, whether it's, yeah, whether it's the gym or the stadium, it's always packed, standing room only. And I mean, <clears throat> this kind of hits back to that other Battle of the Bay game you're talking about, the, the one after Kobe's death. Like, yeah, Battle of the Bay um, might, the tensions might be high between both us and CDM fans, but. I feel like it's more um, like an event that really unites the city of Newport Beach and Corona Del Mars as a whole. Like it just brings everyone together. Everyone's there cheering for their team. And uh, it's just super cool to see like how great the support is for the students and the athletes out of there. Another thing about Battle Bay too is like, like Zach said, it's the whole community and our tickets sell out in two days. Like you, there's parents there waiting to get them and, like even if you're a when you have your ASB card, nobody gets in for free. Everybody's paying the same amount, and like you're waiting in a line for an hour just to get those tickets. And I think that's pretty cool that they sell out that fast, even on the home side. Like, I mean, last year we were on the visitor side at home, and the tickets sold out in I think less than a day. And CDM didn't sell out their side on the home side. And then this year we sold out the home side in three days. And so it kind of just shows like how much people want to be here. We don't have enough students to fill that whole side, but like it's the parents, it's the grandparents becomes a whole community event. Um, city council gets out there and like they do the pledge of allegiance and there's fundraisers. It's a really big event for the school and the community. That's awesome. I mean, so do you guys uh, tailgate uh, in the parking lot? Like, how does – because, again, like we've heard before, some schools, you know, like they have, you know, traffic control that's leading into the stadium. There's tailgating out in the parking lots or in the, in the field and all that kind of stuff. And, like, it's like families hanging out and stuff. Like, do you guys have anything like that, like pregame, you know, when it, when it comes to that stuff? And, by the way, I don't think they can tailgate in the parking lot. That parking lot's hard to get in at Davidson Field. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so we have we got two parking lots actually. The main one is uh, well, so there obviously there's one right by Davidson Field. It's a small, it's a rather small parking lot. Yeah. But then there's the big one back by the pool, and mm. uh, <clears throat> before the Battle of the Bay game, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um, uh, so we did have a we did have a tailgate actually, a school wide tailgate. Um, most of ASB was actually setting up the student section, whether it be like putting balloons up, posters, signs, whatever putting out pom-poms, rally towels. But um, ASB did hold an all-school tailgate for that uh, Battle of the Bay game. It was in the parking lot back by, um, back by the pool. So we roped off a small part of the, of the parking lot. And then 
brought out the barbecues, grilled in some hot dogs, um, chips, drinks, the whole deal. Uh, football was out. We brought footballs out there. There might have even been some cornhole out there. So I know yeah. a bunch of students went out to that. Yeah, we do that. We did it before, like, two different games. But I know I didn't get to go to the tailgate because we really try and make the Battle of the Bay more than just, like, a football game. We bring out the – we have our little spirit station where we do airbrush tattoos. We have balloons. We have speaker systems that take – hours to set up. We have a stage that we stand on. We had light up big foam glow sticks. And so I think we got there at 2.30 and we were setting up until 6.30 when they opened the doors. And students get there, they're waiting to come in when they open the doors at 6.30, 6.15 and that those stands are filled. And so the tailgate starts early. They're there for like at, from like five to six and then they all come over to the field and they sit in the stands waiting they all want to be in the front with the action so people like to get there early that's awesome that's the way it should be like i i'm you know wait you're on here obviously because you guys have like amazing school spirit and are doing things right could you imagine if every high school or college had the opportunity to do what you guys are doing i mean that would be phenomenal i mean imagine your students right now they're leaving that legacy that manny was talking about when you're done, I mean, looking back at your high school career, I mean, how how amazing are your memories? No, they're, they're they're unbelievable. I mean, Ruby and I are both seniors, and like not being able to finish or still to be determined, but it's not looking like we're going to finish out the rest of our senior year. And like, just it's going to be super sad that we didn't get to go through. I'm a volleyball player, so we didn't get to finish out our volleyball season, and. I'm not going to lie. I think our volleyball student section is the best in Southern California. Like we have the Sarah best shaking his head. I see Sarah yeah. shaking his head right now. <laughs> we do have the best volleyball student section in Southern California. And that, I think that's a fact that's not even debatable, but um, I mean, just the fact that the legacy that we left is, I think it's going to be really encouraging for future classes to keep up the, all the hard work and dedication that we've put in, but I'm not, I'm not saying it's all the class of 2020, but I really do think that we have left a pretty good legacy for the Newport Harbor Tar Pit. And this year was very much like a growth year for us. We made a lot of investments into like cool smoke machines and big inflatables and um, speaker systems. And so I think it's going to be really interesting to see like what keeps getting added and what they do with that. And Zach and I both put in like countless hours this year trying to make this cool and so I think we I speak for both of us when I say this is like our baby and like it's hard to leave it and all the hard work you put into it and not do it again next year and so I'm already like planning my trip home from college to go to battle the ball because it's just so amazing and it's gonna be I just hope that wherever I go can recreate that because it's like looking back at my high school experience that's definitely the number one memory is being at those games and the that's what you think of when you think of high school is those experiences. And I completely understand what you mean by the, this is my baby type of thing. Um, you know, the student section game, you know, our website, you know, there's other websites, you know, or CIF trying to get involved with student sections. And then I get offensive, like, this is my baby. Like, do not touch this. Like, yeah. I've been, <laughs> I've been trying to, I've been doing this slowly to kind of perfect it. But, uh, so I get that. But, um, you know, one thing, um, Zach, you know, we're trying to do volleyball student sections for the spring something that I had never done before, but I wanted to test it and see it. And obviously that kind of got pushed out. 
but my eyes were towards the tar pit and King's crew and the asylum. And really those are the only three I can think of at the top of my head. But, um, I know that, you know, football, basketball and volleyball, I mean, student sections are different for each sport, but I think you felt you guys have been consistent with football, basketball, and then volleyball, I think it's just a, another notch up. I mean, talk about just the consistency. Cause there's some student sections, my alma mater, their football student section is like okay, but they're not top twenty-five. Basketball, they're top five, and then I have no idea what they do in volleyball. But you guys are right there, like always, and in, in, in you know, at worst in the middle of the pack, you know. Yeah, I mean, I really just think it comes down to school spirit throughout our entire school. Everyone loves Newport Harbor High School so much, and that just is reflected in our turnouts in all of our sports events, like. All of our friends are out there playing. You're out there watching your buddies. You're only in high school for four years, so you might as well make the most of it. Might as well go out there and cheer on your teammates, cheer on your buddies. And because before you know it, it's gone in the blink of an eye. Like, I feel like I was a freshman literally, like, two months ago, but that was three years ago. So, I mean, just the experiences that you have in high school, you might as well make the most of it. And I feel like at Newport Harbor, we really have a pretty good sense of that. Everyone's always out at the games whether it's a Tuesday night, a Friday night, even a Saturday night on the road, like we always want to be there cheering on our friends, cheering on our teammates, cheering, cheering on our fellow classmates. So, I mean, I think that's really what it comes down to. You know, um, I always kind of consider you guys as like the weirdos or the weird ones, but I think it's because last year I had to go for like six or seven New Park Harbor baseball games. And for some reason, I didn't see it from any other reporter when they, they do like the video post-game interviews. It was only me. But while I'm doing interviews, all of a sudden the teammates behind the guy I'm interviewing will put hats on top of the guy or glasses or they get the rakes and like try to scratch the guy's ear. And I always kind of thought, okay, this school's like, this school has a bunch of weirdos at the school. And by the way, I like weirds. It's not like I'm, a, it's not like I'm being a, uh, trying to offend you guys, but, uh, is that kind of the case with you guys? Like, you guys are, aren't normal. You guys are just a little off-tune. I feel like we're just a really close-knit community, and a lot of that comes from our teachers and, like, our principal and our administrators. They're all super supportive, and they really instill that in us to just love each other and, above all, be kind to each other. And I think that that goes into the sports teams. I know they're all super, super close. ASB, like, we're all such different kids, but we feel like a family, and we're all – we do together. Like, we're all texting in our group chat every single day in this time when we're gone. And I think that the coaches, the teachers, Mr. Bolton, our principal, everybody just – are the Newport Harbor is very close, and I think that above all, like, schoolwork is important, yes, getting – like winning your game is important, but they just want us to be kind to each other and be friends. And like, they really, really show us that they want that. And so I think that that's why all the kids are just goofy and fun. And we're always having a good time. We're always loving each other being kind. Kind of going off of that. Um, going back to what you said about the baseball team, some of my best friends are on the baseball team. Um, so I saw all those post game interviews and I, I just thought they were the funniest things ever. But um, I think being on a team, I, not even at Newport Harbor, just being on a team in general, that's where you make some of your best friends in high school. And I know like all my guys on my volleyball teams are like my brothers, like I'm going to miss them so much, but um, just being a part of a team really, you get so comfortable with all these people. Like they become your really good friends and you, you feel like you can do anything you want around them. So I kind of feel like that's where those interviews come from. I thought those things are just hilarious. So I was really bummed that 
they couldn't keep this going this season. But um, hopefully they get back out there, you know. Yeah, same. Um, you know, one thing, you know, we um, we run into a lot of super fans around, you know, Southern California. Um, you know, there's one guy, Kenny Mitchell Siegel, who I consider a very good dear friend of mine. We've had on like three times on the show. Um, you guys have two of them. One of them, though, is like a slash, you know, basically like the sports analyst in Utah Harbor. And I am saying that because he is on here with you guys. And uh, the guy's a genius when it comes to like X's and O's to every sport and everything in the in Utah Harbor and really anything in Sunset League. Um, so, uh, Taryn, I apologize if you started blushing, but I just need to know from these guys, you know, uh, how, what a role, uh, what kind of role Taryn plays for you guys and how important he's been at Utah Harbor. Yeah. Um, so I've known Taryn pretty much my whole entire high school career. Um, I played basketball freshman through junior year. Um, and I was, I was a bench warmer my junior year. So every time I look across the stands, I know where exactly to look for Taryn. Taryn's at every single Newport Harbor game. It's gotten kind of hard for him to be there for the past couple months because he's gotten that role with uh, Max preps lacrosse or whatever that is. It's a super cool gig that he has going, but um, Taryn's, by far the most spirited fan in our student section. And he's not even a Newport Harbor student right now. Like he's always there, whether it be like take like running up and down or like diving on the ground at a volleyball game. Like he's always so fired up and he just loves it so much. I don't know anyone else that loves it as much as him. And we can't be more grateful to have him there cheering on our teams with us. That's where you jump in here and you'd be like, yo, what's up, man? Like I love what I do. I'm just staying silent for the time being. <laughs> He's going to save his answer for the, for his segment. Um, guys, you know, uh, finally, before I, I let you guys go, and again, I appreciate you guys uh, showing up on short notice. Um, you know, uh, we talked to Singing in the Band. I don't know if you guys were, were already there before we talked to them, as this, all this is pre-recorded. Um, we, talk about, we talk about the mom-and-pop uh, food shops, you know, and I'm not talking about In-N-Out, you know, Raising Canes or Chick-fil-A. Um, I'm talking about those like little, like maybe a taco stand or a hot dog stand or a hot dog. No one has hot dog stands, a hamburger stand. Um, Newport Harbor. I mean, I think I remember going to like a pizza place, like near Balboa, but that's about it. Oh, and there's always that, that one pizza place on, um, I think, I don't know if it's like Balboa or Newport, like down that little, uh, strip there. But anyway, is there a mom and pop shop there that you guys go to like after a game or just, you know, to hang out? We have a food truck that's like at everything. TK oh. Burger. It's always there. All the football games. Everything. You love TK Burgers. <laughs> wow. Um, you already have me sold a food truck. I mean, like. But... <laughs> now, TK Burgers is one of the best burgers I've ever had. Like, it definitely competes with In-N-Out for sure as one of the best burgers. Um, my friend's dad owns the company, but it's it's insane. It's so good. They're, they have this secret sauce that they use and it's just makes the burgers so much better. You can put it on the fries, put it on the burgers, whatever. All right. So tell me about the secret sauce. Like what is, you know, what's it like? Chris, it's, like? Chris it's a secret. I can't talk about it. I mean, no, no like you can say flavors. I mean, not, you no, know, it's so, I a hundred percent agree. So I've tried to get it out of my friend's dad for so long. He will not tell us what's in it, how to make it, but <clears throat> I'll make a comparison. It's like a very good thousand Island sauce. I'd say but it's, it's way better. So it's like better than the Big Mac sauce, better than the spread at In-N-Out. It's yeah, like- 100%. Like, wow, all right. Like I just, I know it sounds kind of weird and, and backwards, 
But uh, I just found out, like, spread and in and out you can totally get for your fries, like, in the packet. And, <laughs> oh, wow, and, yeah. I, I've never known that. It's good to know. Also, oh, 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 hey, here we go. So you can get spread. It's in the packet, just like, you know, the old ketchup packets that you still yeah. do that you tear open the top, and then, like, you pour it out. So what I do is I actually go get, like, the ketchup cup, and then uh, you ask for the spread behind the counter, and then uh, I take the spread and I put it in the thing and I dip my fries in. And so that's sweet. Like, like imagine if you guys did that at TK. Oh, that would be <laughs> oh dynamite. Like, like sure. that'd yeah, be that would be right there. So good. And by yeah, the way, the, by the way, the pizza place I'm talking about is La Ventina's. Oh yeah, yeah. La Ventina's is pretty good. If you want another pizza place, literally two second walk from Davidson Field. Al's New York style pizza. It's right next to the 7-Eleven, right in that little shopping center on the corner of Irvine and 17th. Al's is very good. Very good pizza. One of my favorite pizza places. Okay. My you know favorite that? place is Sergeant Pepperoni's, which is in Newport too. They have that at the, a lot of the games and stuff, but that's another good one. I know I don't have my video on, but my jaw is dropping because I'm like, oh my God, I need to eat pizza right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. Well, Taryn, Taryn is staying quiet, but he's shaking his head at every single thing that uh, Zach and Ruby are saying. I mean, well, like, Taryn, yeah. Taryn can't answer. He's got his segment coming up soon, so he can answer that later. But, uh, guys, uh, thanks for being on. You know, um, I, we had you guys scheduled for two weeks from now, and then just perfect timing. You guys said, can we be on on Monday? And then, sure enough, the one we had scheduled Monday, flight. So you guys fit in perfectly. So thank you for uh, – for uh, for showing up there last second, we appreciate yeah. that. Um, but yeah, guys, keep up the great work. You guys again uh, keep getting better and better every year. So uh, thanks a lot Thank for everything. You. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have TKs when I go down to to Newport next time, man. You got me like all stoked on that. You got to go. <laughs> you you will not regret it. All right. So what do I get at TKs though? What's what's the burger? Just get regular cheeseburger. I think uh, what's it called? Um, what's the combo called? Um. Dude, um, I'm blanking, but no, just get the cheeseburger and it does, it comes, yeah, and the, get the fries also, or grill, get grilled onions, that will make your burger better. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, all right, well, till next time, you guys uh, are crushing it, good job. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you, guys. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Yom from SoCal Student Sections, uh, the SoCal Student Report podcast. If you are interested in sponsoring our program, we'll blow your business up. Oh, my goodness. Imagine if you sponsored the show, how amazing your growth of your business could be. So consider it right now. If you're listening or you know somebody that could possibly benefit from sponsoring the program and it could help them change their life for their business or you know that they want to help you out, go ahead and hit us up. DM us, contact us, email us. We are ready. We are needing sponsors for the show. We want to help you. Thank you so much. All right, guys. We are back. Segment two of the Student Section Report Podcast. Manny Alvarez, my uh, co-host Chris Hume. Guys, yes. uh, we talked about uh, you know the new Pearl Harbor uh, tar pit and, and uh, super fan there, Taryn Rodriguez. Guys, we're uh, the second time in our podcast we're going to have a band. We talked about Carlsbad, uh, the Marching Lancers, I think a month or two ago, Chris. Um, this man I saw in person at a playoff game for the register and um, always been told you have to check this band out. You have to check this band out. And uh, I went down the field as the game was ending and they played a song that I'm very familiar with. I'm like, 
there's no way in heck these guys are playing this song. Um, and I talked to Victor about it. Victor De Los Santos is the uh, the band director. We got um, uh, Maxia Bahina, Juan Ramos, and Mia Verdine. Hopefully I said that right, guy. Um, but, guys, thanks for being on. Thank you for having us. Of course. Uh, Victor, um, I mean, I was being told left and right by other writers at the register because uh, I do student section stuff for, uh, for them as well. And they always said, well, it's not a student section, but St. Anna Band is the go-to place to check out. You know, what makes you guys different from other bands in Orange County and perhaps Southern California? Um, you know what? I, 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 I can't take any credit. I think it has to do with the kids. Uh, the kids work extremely hard. They're the ones that come up with the new ideas and they're the ones that push me to do new things. And um, it's, it's a very magical place. Um, and it really allows us to just have a student-driven kind of environment. And um, the kids are just proud of what they do. And when they're proud of what they do, they play that way and they perform that way. And I can honestly say that uh, I'm proud to be the director and I'm proud of what the work that they put in every single week. Oh, that's awesome. What's your, uh, when you say all the effort you put in, what's your schedule look like? You know, since, I mean, obviously it takes a lot of time to get as talented and, you know, uh, be able to do the things that you guys do. So we have a very, very weird schedule. Um, personally speaking, um, my day starts at 7 a.m. and it ends around 8.30 p.m. on a daily basis. And the only reason that that happens is because that's the only, that's the time frame that the kids can work in. So I work around their schedule just to make sure that they can participate in everything and they're given the opportunities. Um, Juan here um, is one of the members that's in Jan. They meet at 7 a.m. And then on Mondays and Wednesdays, he's in marching band, marching from uh, 5.30 to 8.30. On top of that, he's also on the track team. So in between practices, after school and practice, he's out there uh, running with the, the track team. So um, these kids are dedicated. Uh, it, it, it's a long day. They put in hours and hours of work, and it shows. You know, um, like any other sport, you know, especially for football, when, like, they play a game on a Thursday or Friday, they come back Monday with notes on their next opponent. They get ready on Monday to figure out, all right, here's the plan. Do you guys have kind of the same concept? You know, you guys have, a, you guys have your band thing on a Friday, and then Monday you come in, all right, we're going to start – we're going to do something different. So every week I record the performances. Uh, we do audio recordings, we do video recordings, and they get posted up on their Google Classroom. And at that point, we have the leadership kind of get together and we have a conversation about what needs to be addressed and what needs to be fixed. Um, where are some of the pitfalls happening visually and musically? And we try to address those on a day-to-day -day basis. But um, yeah, we're, we're, we're the same exact way. We're, we're recording ourselves even at practices, at performances, and trying to get a better um, idea of what our next steps are or what we want to change for the next performance. Now, Maxi, um, you know, uh, we were, before um, we started the segment, Mr. De Los Santos said uh, you were the VP of the band. So you're like, in a sense, like a team captain. Is it kind of the same thing as like, uh, like we just mentioned football, like a team captain for football where he kind of picks the players up or they kind of motivate everyone? I mean, what's your role with the band? Uh, so being VP, uh, I do work with the president of the band council and I do somewhat like manage, like help organize things as the band, the, the band council president would. And I say that it kind of differs in a way because it's more like 
event organized and then letting people know like keeping people updated with like things like oh we're gonna have this like make sure people know this in your section and know that you need to be aware of these things so i was gonna say if if you're doing all that work i mean do you think that the rest of everybody that's on the team is like pretty responsive that they're up for it you know like they, they stay hyped and excited and everything oh yeah to be like uh, obviously, like, not be gloomy about things, but, like, you know, just be hyped about it, like, especially if it's upcoming, like, fundraisers and events and stuff like that. It's, like, you know, yeah, you want to create a nice environment, let people know, like, oh, we're doing this and that. Juan, um, you know, Mr. Dolos Santos mentioned, you know, you're not just doing band and obviously uh, for, for me and Maxi, you guys have school and you have your studies and then you got to take care of, of, of everything at home. But Juan, you got to do that. Plus you're on track. I mean, how are you not dead from exhaustion? <laughs> I mean, you can you first have to find a love to do it all. I mean, like at when, when you're first planning everything, it's kind of, Oh, the, 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 you got a lot of stuff on your schedule, but like once you learn to enjoy it, it's really fun. What helps is that you guys have a football team that's producing wins and they're, they're a winning program, especially these last few years. I mean, it wasn't the case maybe seven, eight years ago. Has that helped you guys? Now, like the football is an attraction, it's now kind of a double win. They see a great band and then they see the good football team on the field. Well, Maxi, um, were you here uh, when we were losing all of our games? I think so, yeah. It was, it was this year, right? No, I'm talking about like, well, they, 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 these guys might be new to this because Mr. T's been there for yeah, quite a while. I remember when they were like 0-10, 1-9. Oh, if they yeah. Two, if they won two games, you're thinking, oh, they won two games. Not bad. Um, no, we we went five winning. years without winning a game. Um, uh, yeah. It was my freshman year when they started winning. It was my freshman year. Yeah, you guys so got lucky. it was uh, – it was interesting, and, you know, we kept the same type of environment with the marching band. Um, I remember one time um, the coach's wife, uh, uh, one of the previous coaches, uh, the wife came up to me and told me, you know, I come up to support my husband, but I'm so glad you guys are here because you guys really want to keep coming back. Um, so it was, a, it, you know, it, it was a tough uh, time frame. And, um, you know, one thing about it is, yeah, Coach T has brought the wins, but he's also brought an environment of, like, camaraderie. Um, when, when, when I first met him, um, I talked to him, I said, I'm, I'm the band director. I want to be involved. I don't just want to play, you know, the, you know, the one song, the entire game and, and focus on the field show. I, I want to be part of the entire environment. And he was, he, he comes up to me he, at first. He was like, okay. And we didn't talk much. And then, uh, he got to see the band at the first football game. And we actually got together and we talked about what the entire event should look like. And now we talk about it as a production because it needs to be a production. It needs to be organized. It needs to be plotted out so that the team, the, the band is out there supporting the team and vice versa. So it's really become a camaraderie between the two programs and allows us to kind of make a better football environment. And, um, you know, just like football, I mean, I, there's bands that uh, our webmaster for SoCalStudentSections.com, her granddaughter is a band member at Foothill. And she tell you know, I've had friends that were in band too back in the day. There's competitions. I mean, talk about just, I mean, what do you guys go after in the competitions? And is it against other bands? I mean, how does that whole thing work? 
So, um, Mia, you're 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 a you're a freshman. Um, you, this is the first time you got to uh, kind of experience the whole competition realm. So, can you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, so basically, competitions are so we practice the entire summer and obviously after that and a little bit before on perfecting our field show, and then at competitions we. Um, it's not exactly against other bands. You just rank up the points by, um, by, uh, <laughs> um, by just getting uh, getting everyone there, you know, doing everything right. Um, it's kind of hard to explain, but like when you're actually there, you really understand it, and it's just there to like also learn. Like when you go to competitions you see the other marching bands, you see what they do, you see how they act, and you almost learn from that. And from when we're performing, we just, we think about more how we can improve ourselves. And at the end of um, the competitions, we get our points ranked based on, um, I believe it's five criteria, um, which is all, it's all different. It's like how the music sounds or how we're marching and just like every little detail. I say uh, you're talking about building the culture there and stuff. I mean, was it not always that way? And, and like, how long have you been there um, before the new co football coach came in? So I, I have been here for total. I've been at Santa Ana High School for 12 years. And um, the thing about it is that building a culture within uh, a, a, a sporting event, it's not an easy task. Like, you know, you, you can say you want the, the crowd to be involved, but how do you get the crowd involved? How do you teach them to be involved? Um, and so what ends up happening is, uh, with, with coach T we've kind of, I've always had this conversation with previous coaches on what we can do. However, it's difficult to think about that stuff when you're focusing on trying to get that first win, you know, and trying to organize that. Um, I remember, um, uh, one, one thing about one, one cool thing about Santa Ana high school is that we don't have our own stadium. So no, I know. Um, I'm very familiar with that area. Yeah, so in the past 12 years, we have literally uh, had a police escort march us from Santa Ana High School to Eddie West Field. And that's something that you don't, you, you don't experience elsewhere. Um, so right off the bat, we try to build that culture as far as bringing like a, a kind of a, a um, trying to bring a uh, kind of college environment to that because I did that, I, I was in the USC marching band and that's what we did. We marched from, uh, even though the Coliseum is across the street, we would march through campus playing for different types of, uh, of um, pep rallies before we start the game. And that's something that, you know, we've been trying to do at Santa Ana and just trying to get, you know, the hype up there. But it, it, it's hard building a culture, you know, and, and it takes time. And um, I can't say that it's something we've been working on for a long time, but I think right now you're starting to see the benefits of what we've worked on for the past, you know, 12 years for myself and the last uh, five, uh, four years, five years for Coach T. You know, that's um, awesome. Uh, Victor, you mentioned you, you're at USC, uh, fight on and, um, fight on. <laughs> and that's a kind of, uh, you know, beautiful campus, you know, a historic stadium in a very tough neighborhood. And you're kind of in the same position as yeah. Diana, you know, a historical, uh, uh campus, uh, a stadium that, uh, that everyone's familiar of in a tough neighborhood, you know, um, is it tough trying to go day to day life there and, you know, in, in that part of, uh, of the town in Santa Ana, um, especially with the band. I mean, I go down there, you know, if I go down there a little late, all of a sudden I get a little more paranoid because that's, that's a very tough neighborhood. You know, um, and I've had this conversation numerous times with, with a lot of people. 
I've taught there 12 years. I have never seen a gun. I have never seen a knife. I've never seen any of this stuff. All I've seen is the desire of the students. And um, people can say like, you know, the neighborhood, like USC, you know, USC pays a lot of money to have a lot of people not talk about the neighborhood and just talk about USC. And it's a very, it's, in there, it's interesting because they're very good at it and they pay a lot of money to make sure that nobody knows the outside neighborhood areas. Because I remember the first time I went to USC, I looked to my left-hand side and there's a guy at a gun, uh, with a knife point to another guy trying to steal his shoes. And yeah. that, was, that was my first uh, introduction to USC. Um, but at Santa Ana, the times have changed. I mean, we have a, a staff of, of people that go above and beyond um, we have DSOs that just make sure they're there for the kids and make sure that they're safe. Um, I'm never worried about going near that campus. Um, I'm not sure if the kids want to talk a little bit about that, but I've, I've never really felt a, a kind of a concern uh, driving my car, being there late at night. Um, I know that I'm there until 10 p.m. at night, and I know the kids are there until 10 p.m. at night. Uh, if they have the opportunity, especially now with the quarantine, they would love to be back at school. Um, and it's, it's, it's a great environment. I, I love it. It's safe. It's, it's a safe place to be. Mia, uh, we're talking about the quarantine and obviously, you know, um, this is one of the highlights of my week because I have to go in front of a coffee shop to use a Wi-Fi, which means I get to get out and stay in my car. But, uh, I mean, Mia, I mean, how tough has it been for the, with, you know, no school, there's obviously no, no, no band events, you know, uh, no, uh has, has it been very tough to uh, to kind of go through this right now? I mean, something that we've all never experienced, obviously. So. I mean, yeah, it's totally like something really, really new. And especially when you're so used to a routine, like it, it just everything is canceled and you kind of just have to go by the day, see what's happening instead of like knowing, okay, tomorrow I have this due and tomorrow I have this. And then tomorrow's the, uh, we need to rehearse for the, um, the festival and stuff like that because we were gonna have um, a musical festival um, before um, everything got canceled and we were just mainly preparing for that like every day but now like after it got canceled we're like okay what are we gonna do now I mean we still practice our music but it's kind of hard to um, it's just kind of hard to keep that same motivation because you just want to do so good at the festival and just enjoy it yeah I was gonna say yeah I think not only you, but just so many people are struggling with, uh, uh, I'd say normalcy just because, I mean, a lot, and, and a lot of people don't know, but like, that's why you guys practice so much with band. Cause if one person's off, the whole band is off. And so like not being able to be together and not be able to like practice in, in, in unity, uh, I bet, um, uh, is probably frustrating for you guys. Yeah, no, it's, it's um we we've i've worked on creative ways on how to get them to make uh, video recordings to kind of put an ensemble together but you're right our um the whole idea of music is uh the, the teamwork working off of each other and everyone having their own unique sound in a very unique type of way and it's difficult for the students to be in this you know quarantine idea because they can't do that they can they can work on solos and they can work on their individual skills but the reality is they want to be together and they want to be able to play their music and they want to be part of a larger sound. And right now it's hard for them because they can't do that. But um, I know that they're, they're each dealing with their own issues and trying to just get through this, this isolation uh, phase. But um, yeah, we're hoping that it's all in soon and we can all be back together and making some, uh, some music. Uh, hold on. 
you know, uh, one of the things that that you guys don't get the opportunity to do right now is get involved with the city. And and I read, and again, I read the article that that, that Victor sent me um, that we posted on our website, SoCalStudentSections.com. Um, you guys get involved with the city. You know, when there's events at the city, you guys are there. Um, I mean, is that also tough not being involved in that city? I mean, kind of bringing in that that kind of small town kind of thing that you see in movies. It makes all the rehearsal worth it, like all the hard work and effort. And it's definitely hard. Like I remember getting the first message that uh, our whole season was about to be canceled. And like, I was just thinking about all the hard work that was just put in. I, I teared up a little bit, but performing makes it so much better. It makes everything worth it. You know, Maxie, um, I'm trying to find the song that I was talking about that I like saw you guys uh, playing. I think uh, when I talked to you, I think it was La Peinada. Yes. I was, cause I, I, you know, I've heard it every now and then, and, and I know I'm a little, uh, uh, dare, dare I say, whitewashed. But, uh, um, but I do know the songs. I'm like, wait a minute. And I remember hearing that. You guys were playing Elisa and Miguel, and I'm not going to bring up who won that game. But I went down on the field to go talk to Coach Gamboard and the other coach, and then I heard you guys play it. I look up, my, are they really playing this? And then I see the parents dancing as if they're the – they're like uh, a Mexican uh, nightclub. But, um, Max, I mean, what other songs do you guys play? I know you guys play like the generic ones that all bands play, but, I mean, that was kind of like out of left field. I never heard that one before. Uh, uh, well, we play like – I noticed that I think two of the songs that were on the – like they gave us were like funk music, and I actually liked those songs. I think it was – I forgot which one. I uh, I think "Give It to Me, Baby" was one of them. That's one of my favorites. Um, I know there is um, "One Two Step." I actually like "One Two Step" too. It's one of my favorites. I I like the idea of like not only playing generic band songs, but also incorporating like music that you know people hear, especially like the Nada. Since we live in a like hispanic community everyone's gonna know that song and everyone's gonna be like really hyped up and i think that's like the most like fun song to play and like see everybody dancing like in the stands like it makes me feel like Ooh. <laughs> yeah I was, I was hoping you guys would play la chona but uh i, I didn't hear it um yeah I love we've la been chona. telling him awesome. we've been telling him we've been telling him to put la chona and other like <laughs> music like spanish music I'm sorry, yeah, I Chris. You... I get crazy on Lachona. You better watch out. <laughs> I didn't expect that from you, Chris. But <laughs> um... Are you kidding? I, I worked in Santa Ana from 2006 to 2010. So, um, yeah, I'm very familiar with the area. <laughs> I know a lot of the struggles that you guys have. Um, uh, I'm just really, like, super excited that you guys were able to turn, turn things around for your school. And um... – I will bring up this one thing. The only reason I know those songs is because in my college days, I worked at a restaurant in Santa Ana. And so the cooks would invite me to like those band up dance places. That's why I hear those songs. <laughs> now I brought up food and we talked about it for a while before we started this, uh, this segment. I mean, I know some of the spots in Santa Ana, but there's gotta be some hidden ones that I don't know of guys. Um, and I'm not talking about in and out or, you know, Chick-fil-A or Raising Kings. I'm talking about the mom and pop spots in Santa Ana that you guys go to. There's got to be a lot of them over there. What's the spot you guys go to, like, after, uh, you know, after a game or after, you know, school or just with the crew? I mean, 
like after most games or before most games probably uh, a lot of the students and band members like to go to lucky guys but i think juan said uh i know the band kids love going to lucky guys but then again it's literally walking distance from the high school so that's one of the reasons what's the place uh, called this mexican restaurant Lucky guys. Okay, I'm not too far away from uh, Santa Ana. I'm have to like take a drive down to Fourth Street and, and and look for this place. Um, lucky guy. Is that the same thing with everyone else, or like there's got to be more places? Okay, because a couple weeks ago we had Steve Fryer on, and he's the guy that was born and raised and still lives in Santa Ana, and he was giving us all these spots. Um, Coach, I mean, you gotta have a few spots. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I used to work off McFadden in first. There's this place called uh, Taco Prato. Hmm. Oh man, they make the meanest, biggest, hugest yeah. monster breakfast burrito. It's absolutely to die for. They put the potato, the eggs, the chorizo. Oh man, it's it's so bomb. Like, uh, and and back in the day, it wasn't even that expensive. It's like five seventy five for this like big old whopper. And like uh, I like to eat big, and this thing would always fill me up. So uh, it's great. It's so awesome. Uh, Victor, there's got to be a spot for you, right? You know, I, I live. Um, I, there's a lot of places down Santa Ana. You know, and the thing about like Gallo Hito, I know that um, uh, it's just around the corner is really really good. Um, the kids like going to Tacatea de Anda. It's another one that's really oh, really good. Yeah. I, uh, I got, I was going to say, well, you already said it right now, but I, I grew up with uh, the owner of Taqueria de Danda, so. Yeah, no, um, it's good stuff. It's consistent. <laughs> That's what I like about it. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I mentioned that Taco Pronto place. And so mm -hmm. before, because before, it's a family that owns it. It's like uh, the dad and then like his like three brothers and then uh, Victor who owns it now uh ended up getting it from his dad and his brothers but victor he would drive up in it and it's like totally privileged but he'd drive up in his lotus and like go get lunch over at taco pronto and i'm like what are you doing dude like he's like y'all dude their their tortillas are like the bomb like he's like i gotta steal the recipe and like so but we go hit it like uh we go hit it at taco Rita and anna like really late after closing so you gotta give much props to them. It's really good. It's really, really good. I love, I love their pico de gallo there. It's, it's like absolutely phenomenal. No, definitely some good stuff. Guys, uh, keep up the great work. Like I said, I, I love all, all the, um, all the, the, the performances you guys uh, put up there in the stands and, um, and the, the way you guys interact with the community. Um, guys, great job. Keep up the work. Thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Hey, guys. Manny Alvarez with Coach Chris Hume, part of the Student Section Report podcast. Coach, we see the best bands, the best student sections. These students have all the love for their school and their uh, athletic sports teams there. You know, uh, I feel like it should be a benefit for people on the outside, right? Yeah, definitely. I, I know there's a lot of businesses, corporations, just others in the community that could really definitely benefit from sponsoring the program. Uh, I know there's a, a lot of people, a lot of students that are involved. And uh, to get exposure is, is a great way to get your business's name out there. Exactly. In order to do that, you guys can always message uh, myself, Manny Alvarez, or Coach Chris Hulme, or SoCal Student Sections, which I think you can prefer that one since it's the main hub. 
or you can go on our website and, and uh, send us a message. We'll gladly do business with you, and you guys can be our official sponsor of the Student Section Report and SoCal Student Sections. That's all of Southern California, so it's a big benefit in a, in a big region. So, um, guys, check us out. Check out our podcast and talk business. You can be our official sponsor. Yeah, thanks in advance, and uh, we'll definitely grow your business. Guys, welcome back. Segment three of the Student Section Report podcast. Uh, Manny Alvarez, Coach Chris Hill, my co-host. Guys, we've had uh, the Newport Harbor Tarpin on, the Santa Ana Marching Saints, uh, the band on, and now we got another superfan. Last week we had the Canyon Superfan Hall of Famer, Mitchell Siegel. Uh, this guy is not just a superfan, but the guy knows his stuff when it comes to Newport Harbor and really anything in the Sunset League slash conference. Um, he knows a lot about the lacrosse stuff. He's a writer uh, for OC Lacrosse. Uh, we'll get the information on that in a second when we introduce him. But, um, guys, uh, Newport Harbor, uh, great. Ken Rodriguez on the show. Ken, thanks for being on. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me on, Manny. It's a pleasure to be on with you and Chris. What's up, man? Yeah, I'm excited to pick your brain. <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to it. You know, hopefully I'll do good. Of course. Um, now, Ken, I'm assuming you went to Newport Harbor, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be weird you just showed up out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> um, how, did that, how did you start at Newport Harbor? Like, obviously as a student, but how did that whole connection work, um, start with you uh, with the sports department? So basically how I started was, you know, there wasn't really anyone active on Twitter, you know, and I just, I just covered – like provided updates for fun. And then, you know, since no one was still providing updates, like through the athletic department or through the school, you know, I was like, you know what, why don't I try to do something about this? And, you know, eventually, you know, I kept gaining followers and, you know, people kept knowing about me and through my, through me updating everyone through Newport Harbor athletics. And uh, funnily enough, you know, that eventually helped me getting my little gig with Max Lax because, you know, the uh, head honcho of Max Lax messaged me and, you know, he, he kept seeing my, all my Newport Harbor lacrosse stuff. And then, you know, he eventually caught interest into me and then he met, he just messaged me and said, how would you like a uh, internship with me? And I'm like, okay, cool. And, you know, me being a part, a put, eventual sports journalist, you know, it worked out perfectly. So, yeah. That's pretty dope. You know, um, it, yeah, it's insane that, that, that you, you got a gig out of it. Um, kind of reminds me of what I did at Canyon. You know, I was a public address announcer that got invited to do tournaments and CIO finals. And then thanks through me just updating scores, Carlos Arias, who was supposed to be on this segment right now, but he's going to fill in next week, uh, the quick Rodriguez for Arias trade. Um, he had a site called OC Sidelines and he asked me, Hey, like you seem to kind of be everywhere. Can you help me out? And that's how well, this whole thing started with me doing writing for SoCal Sidelines and Big Baller Brand and OC Varsity and SoCal Student Section. So um, hopefully you, you kind of get in the router where you get more discoveries. Um, you know, um, for most people, you know, the, the, once they graduate, they kind of disappear from the school, but you stuck on with it. Um, you know, what's your, what's your, what's your job at Newport Harbor? Is it still kind of the same, just a kind of more like a sports information type of guy? Yeah, pretty much. I'm not really like official and, you know, I don't really expect to be official until 
maybe I graduate from like uh, Cal State Long Beach. Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of like the sports information slash. I'm also a PA announcer as well for lacrosse. Uh, maybe maybe I'll try to get some volleyball PA announcing in as well. But you know, I am pretty much the sports athletic information guy, the SID. Um, you know, Jerry Murray is the athletic director, so he's probably the more official one. But yeah, I do pretty much try to inform my followers to the best of my ability. And I also try to inform my coaches, the coaches as well, not just from Newport Harbor, but for all the Sunset League schools. Because, you know, some of the schools, for example, or some of the coaches, for example, still call the Sunset League, the Sunset Conference, the Sunset League. And it's like, it's now the Sunset Conference. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it's kind of, I kind of have to explain everything. And then, you know, some other coaches sometimes take note as well, not just for like, the sunset conference but for like all sports in like uh, orange county and maybe outside of orange county and all that so there's that yeah i was gonna say you got about you got like uh, over a thousand followers so that's that's pretty that's pretty cool especially like in the role that you're doing right now it's good yeah yeah pretty much uh it's it's not just newport harbor fans you know for those that are wondering all my followers are newport harbor fans no it's not just that you know some i see some cdm fans you know some los alamos fans a few other students from like other schools as well so yeah and you know believe it or not you know me being a fan of sports and be me uh just being passionate for what i do you know also helped me land a a PR department job with IE Sports Radio, which, you know, eventually I was just going to be on for as a co-host, but then the head honcho for IE Sports Radio liked what I did. He, you know, he loved me promoting. And then I eventually had a little talk with him saying, you know, PR is very important because, you know, this is how I'm getting Newport Harbor uh, recognized as well in their athletics and their student section as well. And he's like, that's pretty cool. So I guess he eventually just, inform me that I'd be the head PR guy and also the statistician as well. That's awesome. So, you know, go ahead, Chris, sorry. No, I was going to say, well, you brought up the stats and the analytics. I mean, is that something that uh, you just like kind of found that you love or have you always had the knack for that? Yeah, it was something I kind of did that I, that I kind of found. I honestly, you know, obviously I went from fan and eventually as I matured and as I, evolved you know I eventually started to be a little bit more objective you know obviously there are certain coaches who love me being a fan and love my passion for being a sport like for example Rich Boyce the Edison boys hmm. basketball coach I first met him at a Newport Harbor basketball game and then I said I'm the number one fan of Newport Harbor uh, sports <laughs> or boys basketball and he's like you know we need more fans like you and Corona Del Mar's uh, boys basketball coach Ryan Schechter is also impressed with my knowledge of like of basketball and fandom and you know he, 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 he even though I'm a tar you know he respects me and you know I definitely respect him you know so I'm, I'm good, getting accustomed to like being friends with like all the coach for most of the coaches from other sunset conference schools you know um we talked about obviously we talked to to your to your uh, student section at a tar pit and you know we have student sections on all the time the Sunset Conference, um, you know, they, they're loaded with student sections. I mean, you got Locos of Los Sal, um, the, you know, the Edison Mess, you got, you know, Tar Pit, Oil Pit, Huntington Beach is, is kind of turning things around now. Um, and, you know, I think I saw Fountain Valley student section kind of start growing a little bit as well. You know, um, Don't forget the Kings crew. 
on the King Street. Oh my gosh, man, that's like that's the co- like if we're talking like I mean you know the AFC like North or like the NFC South of conferences, man. Like you, you guys for student sections got it. I think aside from Laguna Beach, and I may, they might have a student section, they just don't have, you know, social media presence for us to see it. But, I mean, almost every game Newport Harbor has, they may have, ha- have to have a student section battle, especially when it's Low Cell, Edison, and CDM. Yeah, yeah, def- yeah definitely. You know, it's, especially the bigger the game, you know, that's the thing. The bigger the game, the bigger the student section uh shows up you know like for battle of the bay you know it's obviously going to be a packed crowd you know no matter how good or how bad which teams are which you know and it's great to have that little rivalry you know you know and i'm glad and you know me per me personally you know i wanted to get that recognized because you know i saw the student sections in the past and you know i saw that newport harbor wasn't a part of them it's like why don't they ever get recognition? And then I eventually, and, you know, me being the fan, I was like, oh, it's not fair. It's not fair. And, you know, they, they deserve recognition. But then I eventually had to just stop and smell the coffee and say, you know what? Someone needs to get these guys recognized considering they don't have Twitter. And, you know, sure enough, just like the athletics, you know, I basically had to say, I basically had to take it upon myself to get them recognized because, you know, it, it, it can be tough because you're one person and you've got one iPhone. And if you don't have a portable charger, it gets tougher, especially when your phone possibly dies. But, uh, yeah, it's I, I love what I do. And, you know, the old saying goes, if you love what you're doing when it comes to your job, you never have to work a day in your life or something like that. You know, Steve Fryer told me that when I first started writing. So um, convenient that you said that. But yeah, I think it was, I think you're the reason why I found out, oh, dude, the tarpon's not just a student section. They're a legit one, too. So, um, so kudos to you on that. Thanks, Manny. You know, I got to do what I got to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned, you know, being a fan, you know, there's these student sections, these uh, student sections, these super fans that are fans and kind of have a hard time understanding that their team may lose and they might come in saying you know what me might take a loss coming into this one because this team is just too good uh they don't see the reality of that i think you kind of do you kind of see it like you know what we might lose a couple games here but you know what this is going to prep us for playoffs more so like football i mean i think you may have had the idea of like you know our team might be a little banged up we might take these l's in sunset league but we're going to come in healthy and ready to go for the playoffs and sure enough the sailors did i mean they had to run into a very tough highland team in the semifinals, but i mean is that kind of how you go at it with with Newport? You're not thinking they're going to go ten and zero. You just know like they're going to run at some tough teams, but that's just going to be a battle for them for the playoffs. Yeah, you know that's exactly what it means. You know, you sometimes you got to be realistic, and this is kind of a testament to being like objective when it comes to being journalists. Because you know, as a journalist, you pretty much got to be objective. Um, you you know, me as a fan, obviously, I'd like to see Newport Harbor go ten and zero. But the harsh reality is, is that there are going to be some tough games. You know, teams go through adversity. You know, you know, there's not nothing is ever easy or nothing is really given. And you know, it, it, when Newport Harbor was seven and zero, I was like, okay, they're seven and zero. Now they face the uh, shark. They're in shark infested waters now with facing Low Sal, CDM, and Edison. And you know, I figured they were going to have a tough one against those against those teams but you know after doing some digging through the uh max preps uh rankings you know i saw that newport harbor was the was pretty much the only team that pretty much qualified 
before the playoffs because, you know, they had a high – they were ranked for most of the year. They had a good strength of schedule. They had standout wins. And, you know, their 7-3 and three record at the end of the season pretty much just screamed they are a playoff team because, you know, you look at this year versus last year, you know, a big, a big enormous jump. And, you know, part of that is also thanks to the tar pit because they, they help boost morale and, you know, they boost the school spirit and, you know, it just made, they made the difference because, you know, when, when you're an athlete, to me, you need that crowd. You need that cheering of the fans. You need that to like give you the motivation and that push to help you take down said opponent in front of you. I was going to say, do you think, um, I know you said that, you know, you're being objective and stuff like that. Uh, do you think the other teams, they, they respond well? I mean, do they know who you are? Like, I know you're a big, you know, tar guy, but, uh, I mean, when you go to these events, I mean, do they reach out to you or they go, oh, no, he's, he's a total, like, you know, he's a total Newport Harbor guy. Like, Yeah, you know, some, some of these, yeah, some of the teams know who I am, you know. Yeah, most of the teams know who I am. You know, some of them are following me and, you know, yeah, like, whether it's like assistant coaches, whether it's like parents or whoever runs the Twitter account or head coaches, you know, like I said, you know, I, I, I'm not like some coaches know that I'm not just a fan, you know, I'm, I'm a diehard fan, but you know, I tell it like it is, you know, I tell the truth. So, so when I pretty much just said it's, I'm not like trying to be mean if, if, if like Newport Harbor loses, I'm kind of being something like in the middle. Like I'm not trying to be nice, but I'm not trying to be mean. So I'm, I'm, I'm it's something, a word, a made up word I like to call mean, but you know, yeah, yeah. I think most people know who I am for the most part, you know, it may take a little bit tough time to get accustomed to everybody, but you know, most people know who I, I am. Well, so what do you think about this quarantine? I mean, how's that affecting you guys right now, especially you, like, especially with, uh, the way things been gone the the last few seasons and, and years has that affected like your coverage? Yeah, definitely, especially for lacrosse. You know, you know, this week is actually my spring break uh, for Cal State Long Beach or Long Beach State, but and I was supposed to cover a lot of uh, lacrosse games this week, but unfortunately, that's not going to be the case uh, considering you know the coronavirus. But you know, it has definitely affected me. You know. Without any lacrosse games, there's not too much content to publish. You know, I'm just waiting for this Friday, being April 3rd, to for CIF and its uh, officials to, like, make a uh, decision on if they're going to keep the sports seasons or not. You know, if they if they do, then cool. You know, if the spring sports are still there, then cool. If they have to keep the spring sports but no playoffs, that's fine too. But if, you know, spring sports get canceled, you know, it's heartbreaking, but it's for the best considering, you know, you want – you want everyone healthy. I'd rather have everything like postponed until this whole coronavirus blows over or everyone's like healthy. There's nothing of the coronavirus that's, that's in the news or around these parts. Cause you never know who could have it. So, you know, you just gotta be safe, you know, just drink your water, you know, stay hydrated and stop hoarding all the toilet paper. <laughs> oh yeah. You got me on that one. Well, that's why uh, Carl Sarius couldn't make it to this segment. He said, uh, the, nearby uh convenience store was uh fully stocked so you had to go take advantage um oh dang <laughs> <laughs> um you know as far as uh it's uh max lacrosse you said or max lax max lax all right um do they cover just high school lacrosse or are you covering like big west lacrosse 
So here's the deal. You know, we don't really have, we used to cover college lacrosse, but unfortunately we don't really have the riders. It's just me covering all of Orange County for the most part. And then someone else who is also a sports editor for, I don't know which uh, newspaper it is, but you know, she's also a part-time sports editor. So, and you know, kind it was, it almost looked like we weren't going to have a uh, lacrosse coverage this year because my boss kind of said that, you know, our our subscribers have kind of dipped a little. So, you know, it kind of made me curious thinking if we don't have lacrosse coverage, what am I going to do this spring? You know, it, I, but, you know, luckily for me, I have backup plans, you know, my advice to everyone, you know, not to steer off topic, but my advice to everyone have a backup plan just in case, you know, and if your backup plan fails, have a backup plan for your backup plan. And if that backup plan fails, have a backup plan for your backup plans plan. So you get what I'm, trying to say you know I'm, i know i'm going in like a little series or continuous tangent but that's just from what i have to say yeah i wish i had five backup plans i only had four and i'm running out of options yeah <laughs> i was gonna say i mean lacrosse is such a like uh i don't want to say uh a youthful sport here in southern california but uh i mean it just became ci sanctioned a, a few years back i mean you got to assume that it's only going to increase more for you in the future, just because the growth of sport. Uh, I mean, uh, other schools picking it up. I mean, uh, how did you get into lacrosse specifically? So this happened my senior year, you know, my, a bunch of my team or a bunch of the players from the Newport Harbor boys lacrosse team were urging me to come to their senior night game. It's like, come on, Taryn, you never really go to our games. It's like, fine, I'll take my, take time out of my day to go to your game to your senior day game or senior night game and then you know I I liked the sport because it was fast paced you know and you know I was like whoa this is really cool and you know Newport Harbor eventually won that senior night game you know and you know eventually the sport grew on me you know you know I then and eventually I got to be their PA announcer for the JV games I'm sometimes their varsity announcer as well you know I sometimes see the second half for varsity, you know, Greg Kennedy does the first half, but you know, it, it's, you know, it, the lacrosse bug just kind of bit on me, you know, it's kind of like most sports for like when it comes to youth, you know, except I'm a little older, you know, when it comes to like athletes who are partaking in sports when they're young, you know, they're basically, they basically get bit when it comes to like the sport bug and then it eventually grows on, on them. So, which is the case for me, when it came to lacrosse and, you know, eventually, you know, it's helped me out for the most part. You know, um, before we get to the, the ever important food topic, um, you know, I, uh, during the football seasons, I don't do this for football, basketball anymore. I did like rankings. It just, it was just too much for me. And I wasn't really into the scene as much as football. Um, but football, I had like my picks of games of the week. And I noticed that you always kind of battle with Fryer and Albano who I work with at the register. Um, I mean, um, I mean, how do you, how do you break those down? I mean, how do you break down like who's going to win this game? Do you do your homework on that? Is it just more of like, well, from what I know, this team has this, so they'll win. Yeah, I pretty much do my homework. You know, I don't just, I don't just go out of the blue and say, oh, I'm just going to pick this team because one thing I was taught at OCC, and, you know, obviously most journalists are taught this, you know, never assume, you know. I pretty much had to do my homework for most of these games considering, you know, 
you know, some of these games were tricky. It's like, I couldn't just say, oh, uh, this one. But, you know, I pretty much had to, to look at records, look at strength of schedule, look at strength of opponents past from the past, you know, look at which teams, which players have. And, you know, it, the whole thing is just all for fun when it comes to me and me, Steve Fryer and Dan Albano, you know, I, I it's not for like competition, you know, obviously I play to win because, you know, I'm a pretty <laughs> competitive guy, but when it comes to things like that, you know, I, I don't like take it overboard, you know, there are more things I take th- overboard when it comes to being competitive, but, you know, you know, if it were like, for like, like maybe dinner or lunch or something like that, you know, maybe I'd be a little bit more competitive, but, you know, it's just for fun, but I like to do my homework. You know, I like to challenge myself, you know, expand my horizons, you know, broaden my horizons. That was what I was taught when I was with IE Sports Radio, when I first got hired. You know, we might have to have IE Sports on here in, in the future. So we have to talk to you about that. But, um, Coach, I'm surprised you haven't talked, tar, uh, you know, uh, some uh, tar water polo with this guy. Well, I mean, we got it out in the first section, but, I mean, like <laughs> – uh, I mean, I didn't want to. I want to give the spotlight to him. I don't want to take it up with you know the, the that that part of it. But uh, do you cover water polo, Terry? Absolutely, yes, I absolutely do. You know, Ross Sinclair is a really good friend of mine. You know, back when I worked at Pavilions in in Newport Beach, you know, I would see him and his mo- mother and father. You know, you know, and I was like, you know, I. I you know, and it, the water polo bug kind of grew on me as well. You know, I obviously know that Newport Harbor has a great water polo program, you know, and, you know, it, I didn't get started with covering that until 2012 when I went to one game. And then, again, just like lacrosse, you know, the water polo bug bit me and, you know, eventually grew on me. And, you know, one memorable moment I had when it came to uh, – to a water polo was the Newport Harbor girls water polo season back in 2018 when they won CIF. I mean, sure was in division two and sure. I didn't really catch the whole game, but you know, they beat Santa Barbara in a thriller, you know, one of their players, Jessica Lynch made like a, it was a long range uh, shot, you know, long range shot. It was kind of like Steph Curry range. If <laughs> we're going to go that far, you know, it was pretty deep and, you know, she banked it in off the cor- the high corner and that gave Newport Harbor the win. I was like, whoa, my good golly gracious. And it, it wasn't just her that had key plays. It was just a bunch of uh, key players that made key plays as well. Because, you know, the old saying, big-time players make big-time plays. And, you know, that's pretty much what Newport Harbor did back in 2018. And, again, it was Division Two, But, honestly, you know, a CIF championship is a CIF championship. You know, they now have the same number of CIF titles as Foothill and Corona Del Mar. On the girls' side of water polo, of course. Yeah, I was at that game. I I know exactly what shot you're talking about. I mean, uh, that was that was a beast of a game. Santa Santa Barbara played really physical. You guys played really physical. Um, funny thing is, I actually sat next to um, I don't know her name, but the the goalie for Newport Harbor, her dad, and we were talking through the game. And um, yeah, uh, Ross Sinclair actually was on uh, the Crossfire podcast uh, earlier this season with uh, Hargis and Bosco talking uh to ross about like you guys uh your whole culture just changing over there in the last like four or five years and getting you know everybody like really pumped up so um i already knew you covered water polo i wasn't gonna bore you with uh any of the water polo coverage but uh yeah yeah i mean you're definitely holding it down because um 
you know, they'll put out their things as far as, like you said, the Twitter and the social media, but man, you're all over it. I mean, like, if you want to know anything, Taryn's definitely the guy to follow as far as uh, not just the lacrosse, but uh, the water polo side as well. Yeah, you know, and that's another thing, you know, again, I pretty much had to broaden my horizons. I didn't want to just do one sport. I want to do multiple sports as well, you know, still trying to do like baseball and maybe softball, but unfortunately lacrosse kind of runs in the way of that. And then also, you know, me going to school, you know, that also has a kind of interferes with some of the other sports that I want to try to cover, but, you know, and then some sports pretty much intertwine with one another and, you know, that's pretty much why I don't really cover all of the sports. I try my hardest, you know, I'm only one man, you know, and I'm eventually going to get busier as the season, uh, pro- as time progresses. Cause I'm, as we speak, I'm pretty much filling out my, uh, an application to be the sports editor for the daily 49er at uh, Cal state long beach. And oh, the daily wow. 49er is the uh, school newspaper. Wow. That's awesome. That's like the daily tiny Cal state fortune. No, I, I completely know that. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, uh, before I get to the food topic, which I said earlier, um, you know, I was trying to get anchorman on. I just can't seem to put him in the same room as you. So uh, send him my best. <laughs> yeah 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 he's he's a busy guy as well very yeah. very very busy yeah but every time i see him you're not in the room either so it's it's really weird um yeah it, it is pretty weird you know <laughs> things happen yeah um uh for people that have no idea what i'm talking about um you have a uh uh character called anchorman and we throw a running joke like superman and clark kent um on that one thing i talked to uh to the tar pit is uh the mom and pop shops and again not chick-fil-a in and out raising canes but uh you know we're talking about pizza places which i'm gonna hit up right after this there's a nearby pizza place here in orange but um where's the mom and pop shop that you go to whether you be in, in you know in the newport beach area wherever you are covering lacrosse is there like a go-to spot you go to I'm like all right i'm here i gotta go to this spot yeah pretty much for like newport harbor it's pretty much I, I know I use pretty much twice, but I go to like Al's Cafe. You know, that's pretty much the go-to spot, especially for Newport Harbor. It's it's definitely a go-to spot. You know, not entirely sure about Corona Del Mar. You know, they're it's not they're, like they have a a shopping center where you can go, but you know, it's not like like walking distance. You know, I think it's like maybe a mile or so. You know. Or I, I'm not entirely sure, but I, I know when I'm at Los Al, you know, there's always, there's also a Volcano Burger as well. So that's, there's pretty much that. And, you know, I'm not so sure about Edison and Huntington Beach. You know, I pretty much try my best to try to avoid the fast food as much as possible just because, you know, I don't want that slowing me down or I want that. Uh, I, I normally can't bring food on the field because that's a big no-no, but, you know, with, it, hopefully, whenever this whole lacrosse coverage thing gets back, hopefully I will keep an eye on like mom and pop shops. No, Taryn, you 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 you, you gotta like think about this different. Food never slows you down. All right, <laughs> like it, it's it's like it's like your 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 publicity fuel, my man. All right, so like. <laughs> They'll never think that, like, you can't bring food because you can bring food. And then people will be like, oh, my gosh, what is that? That looks delicious. And then that's how you strike up a conversation, my friend. 
Okay, okay, I gotcha, I gotcha. You know, I, I guess I gotta be more cautious when it comes to these mom and pop things. <laughs> but I'll definitely let you know. Well, the volcano burger one sounds appetizing, so um, I'll have it's to. Right. I'm already from thinking, Los Alamitos, you know. It's man, I'm already thinking, one. like, could you, could you imagine a volcano? This is what I would think a volcano burger would be. It would be... Uh, it would be a burger with pepper jack cheese and some chorizo on top uh, with salsa uh, with lettuce and tomato, dude. That would be. Oh, oh yeah. Have, like, a large yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah. Uh, Taryn, thanks for being on on short notice. Um, and, and, dude, keep up the good work. You've been doing a fantastic job. And, um, and, and you know, th- uh, thanks for helping me out with, with, uh, with the whole tarpet thing. So, um, yeah, dude, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Manny. Thank you. And thank you, uh, Chris. I definitely yeah, no worries, man. Keep crushing it, dude. I, I like seeing your stuff. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thank you for everything you two do. Hey, guys, Manny Alvarez from the Student Section Report Podcast. Guys, you always hear the best student sections, the best bands, and all these students that have the great school spirit for their schools. Guys, if you want to be our official sponsor and be the official sponsor for these schools and the student sections, feel free to message us on Instagram and Twitter, SoCal Student Sections. We'll talk business. You can be the official sponsor of all these student sections all around Southern California. Guys, welcome back. The fourth and final segment of the Student Section Report podcast. Manny Alvarez, my co-host, Chris Hume. Coach, um, packed day. Uh, all Orange County type show, too. I, I didn't notice that until we had Taryn on. Um, but we'll talk about the uh, the tarp at Newport Harbor. Uh, they filled in real quick uh, last second, but uh, they did a fantastic job. Student section on the rise and a very, very uh, weird uh, group of crazy kids there. Yeah, you know, what's fascinating uh, was uh, I wasn't aware of the whole, like, uh, zaniness or goofiness, the antics that you were talking about uh, post-game. So usually, you know, like, uh, you don't know who they are and you're listening for the first time and you get in a conversation, but – I kind of knew um, a little bit about them, but that was the one thing I did not know. So I was very interested in hearing uh, what you had said, you know, like making uh, like like little things on top of their head, like little hats or playing with the ears. I mean, uh, that's pretty cool. But I don't think that's anything that I've seen from any other student sections. There was only uh, – well, this is the baseball team. And uh, I remember – I. For some reason, I cover like seven Newport Harbor games. I don't know if my editor like didn't put one and one together and say, "Man, I'm putting Manny in a lot of Newport Harbor games." But like they like they won like their second game of the year, like the third game in the season. I did a post game interview and I saw one of their teammates doing goofy stuff, and I just kind of zoomed out to get the background stuff. And you see guys doing like the weird dances, the you know that uh, backpack floss and all that stuff. Yeah. And I covered them again, and then they did. They got even weirder and weirder and weirder, and they they had like you know, after you won a game at home and you at, at your field, you had to go rake the field and all that. And they had the rake and they were trying to poke a guy's ear as I was doing an interview. <laughs> and uh, they're like they're one of two teams that only did that. So it was, it was uh, yeah, it was it's just it's fitting that that's how Newport Harbor kids are, uh, just very weird, goofy kids. Um, but um. We'll get back to we'll get back to uh, Newport Harbor in a minute. You know, Santa Ana Marching Saints. You know, um, it's it's there's a reason why that band's so good. It's because they have a guy that was part of the band at USC, which is a. Uh, well, I'm already thinking of fight on, brother. Like, I mean, that was uh, I didn't know they went to USC. And look, uh, if 
y'all don't know the USC marching band. They are the legit, like, college band. I mean, they wear the sunglasses. They're the cool kids. Like, you know, a lot of, you know, there's, like, um, I would say a lot of times, like, old, old stereotypes of band. Like, this is not your mom pa's band. This is, like, the absolute dopest thing in, like, America as far as, like, bands could go. Like, if I could be just the mascot for the band, I would. Like, that is, like, to hear him and probably the college experiences that he's able to now, like, share and, like, breed and, like, plant into their DNA down in Santa Ana, that's pretty awesome. Especially because I don't know if you uh, – we had the article up uh, last week with the, of the Marching Saints. You know, they get involved in the community, which is great. You know, um, from the outside looking in, you think, oh, they're just in a very tough neighborhood. But, uh, you know, they just kind of go with their everyday lives. And he said, you know, it's not like, you know, the, the, that tough neighborhood goes into the campus. You know, it's just, another, it's just an everyday campus there. So, um, you know, uh, the kids kind of brought that too. I was like, you know what, it's just business as usual. And we don't, they don't buy into to the toughness that's, that's out there. Well, I think, I think they're just being resilient. My, this is my personal opinion. Uh, I think they're being resilient and they're being, being very brave and, and uh, uh, humble at, at the same time. If you've not been down in that area, it's a very tough area. And um, I mean, for them to like, be like, oh, it's home. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, it just is what it is. I mean, um, good for them. Uh, and that just goes to show like how, how more like amazing and strong, uh, that they are, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and to do what they're doing, to change around that culture within like the last 10 years, trust me, uh, they're doing great things down there. And like, he should be really proud of himself and all the kiddos down there too. And the students, like you keep doing your thing. Cause like, honestly, like I would love to see, uh, I would love to see like, uh, big bad things like happen in there. They're like able to grow the reputation even more because, um, to, to, to do what they're doing is, is quite amazing. Very, very, very much so. And, um, you know, uh, we go back to Newport Harbor, Terry Rodriguez, you know, the super fan and the stat, uh, the stats guy, the sports analyst, um, you know, uh, this guy does everything and the social media guy. I mean, he, he wears many hats in Newport Harbor. Um, none of them really official. He just kind of comes in and, and does this voluntary, but, uh, he talked about, you know, his stuff with, with, uh, Max, uh, Max Lax and, you know, hopefully, you know, working with the, the paper at, at LB at Long Beach state. But, um, you know, just the dedication that Taryn ha uh, has is, is pretty incredible. That's a lot of work, dude. Like, I mean, I didn't say that to him, but like, you know, I know. And here it is, you know, some guy that's like volunteering this time to like be like uh, a super fan. And like, I think that term that we use super fan, I don't think people really understand that term. That's a person that like gives like selflessly to the benefit of others that uh, is doing all the dirty work uh, behind the scenes that hardly gets any credit. It's not just some person that's out there cheering. Like, I mean, they are... Uh, logistics, analytics, social media, PR, marketing, like really trying to build up, again, the environment, the community that like uh, the rest of the sports, the school, like other people. And like, I want to say PIO, like public information officer. Um, look, he's doing the, he's doing the dang thing. Pay the man. Like, <laughs> pay the man. like I, I don't know. And I do mean it that way. Like I'm coming off very strong here. More schools, more districts, more people need to understand that if you have somebody special like Taryn and other people out there uh, that are doing this for you, look, it's very hard. Like, 
don't like abuse it. Don't let like don't let like them to be used either. You gotta appreciate them. I, I don't know what other P PC way of saying it like without saying that. But I mean, it looks like he is able to to bridge that into the max max opportunity and other things like that. But those opportunities don't come all the time. You and I both know. Like I mean, uh, so kudos to Taryn and and doing his thing. And I'm very excited for him, and I can't wait to see what other opportunities come his way. But uh, yo, Newport Harbor you have like an amazing, amazing gift. Uh, and Taryn don't abuse it. That's, that's all I'm going to say about that. And keep it that way. Yeah. And, um, and you see him a lot, you know, during water polo season, I'm sure. But, um, you know, now that, uh, you know, um, now that we got the fun stuff out of the way, let's talk about our dull lives. Uh, you know, um, oh, man. yeah, I'm ready to hear what you got to tell me. You're telling me off air a little bit. I, I, I'm ready. To, I'm ready for everybody else to hear your, your daily life right now. Oh, there's nothing. That's it. <laughs> um, it's, you know, uh, like every freelance uh, writer, you know, you have to do deliveries for Postmates and that's basically what I've been doing. Deliveries and going yeah. home. Um, well, you know, what's you know, what's crazy is like, you, I thought you, you said you're doing Postmates. It's like, Oh man, what are you getting to eat, bro? Like, and like, <laughs> you're like, no, no, like I'm, I'm driving, I'm doing Postmates. So I was like, Oh snap. Like, I mean, that's the way, that's the, where we're at right now. So you're struggling a little bit. Yo, everybody pick up Manny, Manny's, uh, yo, find out Manny's, uh, do you have like a, like a call name or a handle that people can use? I mean, unfortunately, no, I wish, uh, that would, that's that would not help how it works. No, it's more of like, if you're in the area, it dings up. <laughs> um, oh man. Yeah. Time is, times are tough. And you know what? I had a job interview for a content creator position for a company. And then that meaning that uh, interview got canceled because of, uh, of of COVID. But um, yeah, you know it's it's uh it's a good thing we start our, our uh, podcast with uh, interviews because really it's kind of dual. I mean, your highlight of your week is cleaning your garage. Oh well, I mean, look, man. Like I don't know about you, but like I've I've been really really busy. Like people are like, oh, he's just at home chilling. No, I am not chilling. Like. Uh, I got a you know seventy nine year old uh, mother in law that's going to be eighty this year, and she's usually the one that deals with the kids. But now I'm dealing with the kids right now, and I love every minute of it. But uh, my wife, she's a nurse, so she's on the front lines, and so like my job responsibilities are like now it's like yo, you remember like you know you got to do the yard, you got to do the laundry, you got to do the cooking, you got to do this, you got to do that. Like yo, yo, Buster, get to, get to busy because I'm out to providing for us. You know that. That's the way my wife is right now, and it's great. Uh, but I will tell you, it's like, you know, the kids are like my little shadows. Hey, Daddy, play Fortnite with me. Hey, Daddy, like, let's draw. Hey, Daddy, like, let's do this. Yo, yo, yo. And, like, for example, like, uh, I had to go out and um, clean up the yard a little bit. So uh, I sawed off, you know, some old dead limbs from our tree. And so I got to teach my son a sawing lesson, like, teach him how to saw. So how dope is that? You know what I mean? Like, first time he's ever picked up a saw, we were able to do that. Um, I mean, he got out there and like shrub with me. Um, I'm, I'm trying to break down these hay bales, uh, for my daughter's wedding, but unfortunately it's not like I have industrial, you know, like, uh, trash it's, and we're not going to spend, you know, gazillion dollars to have a trash uh, company come out and, and do it. So every week for the last seven weeks, I've been like putting a hay bale, uh, and they're like normally 80 pounds, but it's rained. So, like, all the water soaked up into them. And, like, I sure ain't Arnold Schwarzenegger and, like, trying to lift these things above my head. Like, 
you know, like, so I've been having to saw them into parts and pieces, uh, and it's nasty. It's like all like, you know, wet and damp and gross, but dude, both my kids got out there. They're helping me. Like, it's been awesome. And, uh, yeah, like today's, I don't want to say today's, but for the past five days, I've been kind of quieter on social media, except for, uh, the other night when we had our sleepover, but, um, yeah, I uh, donated a whole bunch of workout equipment before COVID, which is fine. Like, I'm fine. It's going to go bless somebody else. <laughs> but um, now nah, we turned uh, the garage into, like, a dirty, dusty, like, not being used to. I got my foosball table out there for the kids. Uh, we have our dumbbells, barbells. Uh, we got a refrigerator, mini fridge. We've got, you know, a microwave. Like, dude, we got a whole entertainment unit. I've got uh, a TV posted up on the wall and I hook it up, you know, uh, to the, the iPod. We can watch all of our digital movies, Netflix, Hulu, Prime. Like, dude, we're set. And I just finished it about five minutes before today's interview. So my kids, like, I'm, and I'm in the car, you know, because that's the studio. And uh, my kids are, like, you know, making faces at me as we're, as we're talking. And they're watching, kicking it from Disney+. Plus. It's, it's been quite an experience the last, like, couple of weeks, I, I tell you. And we, we do building, like, Legos. And they still do their work. Uh, we watch National Geographic every morning. Like, we read a Bible verse every day. Like, um, man, it's been, it's been busy. It's been really busy. It's not like, you know, we're in chill factor here. But. Definitely beats me playing PlayStation, Postmates, and installing a uh, keyboard stand. Oh, man. I do have a story, though, today, too. I, I know I'm talking like 2,000 miles a minute, but we <laughs> went to Costco today. And you didn't come back with illnesses? Oh, man. Check this out. So, in Corona, uh, I live in Riverside, but Corona's our, our home, Costco. They were doing uh, first responders. And so if you are an emergency or essential worker, uh, you show your badge, you get in. And there's, like, tons of restrictions. Like, and it's early. It's, like, 7 to 9 uh, before the normal, uh, like, regular public gets to use it. And they just started it. Well, little did we know, today was the first day. It was madness. It was absolute madness. Like, no social distancing. And it's up on all the social media already, my experience and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I, I could not believe like, I'm not joking. I, I mean, you can read it, but like once we got it, we were there at 630 in the morning. We are 50th in line. Uh, the line wrapped all the way from the docking bay because they entered through the backside and uh, it wrapped all the way around the building onto the other side of the shopping center where the UFC building is. And like you get in and there's no carts. And so people are running to the front of the store to get carts. And like some people, are, oh no, boop, boop, this. And, like, they're just grabbing, like, you know, one hand's got toilet paper in one, one arm and one arm's got to, uh, paper towels in the other just so they can assure that they get the paper products that they were standing in line for. And I think, like, yo, this is our essential workers, people. Like, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Like, um, but no rice, no pasta, no beef. Uh, there was chicken and frozen foods and, you know, other things like that. But, like, yeah, it was it still was madness. And I, I mean, I've heard other people have calmer experiences, but it was not a calm experience today. So. Yeah. I've, I've been on a calmer one. I mean, I've been going, instead of going to Ralph's or, or Costco, I go to like Dollar Tree or 99 cent stores because no one goes there. <laughs> and uh, don't give out the secrets, Manny. I just found out about them places. People do not go to 99 cent store or Dollar Tree. They have nothing there. They're sold out. Manny okay. and I will go get yeah, yeah. Here's what I'll do. Here's all this. I'll give you 24 hours uh, before I post this. So by the time I tell people, 
and listen to this, it'll be too late because you have taken all the uh, TP and pasta. There you go. There yeah. you go. <laughs> um, so, no, it's crazy. it's crazy, right? Like, who would – I mean, come on. Like, I heard 99 Store Dollar Tree. Like, they got it going on. Like, I mean, that's good for them. I, I just wish people would stop panic buying, honestly. It's crazy. And it's weird that they're panicking, like, three, four weeks later after this whole saga started. Well, I thought at some point it would die down, but they just like, I don't know, just going through all the stuff they bought and needed to reload. Well, you know, yeah, well, here's the deal. Like, for us, it's our normal shopping. So my wife and I were like, faith over fear, you know, like, we'll just do our normal shopping, no big deal. And so we're like, okay, let's just let this die down. So we waited two weeks. And then last weekend, we had to go out to Stater. Like, and Stater's just had gotten cereal. Again, nothing else, but like, uh, I mean, it was crazy. We got a bag of potatoes. Uh, I mean, uh, we got a can of tomato soup, and there was only three left, and those were already gone in 30 seconds. I, I mean, so it's like, you're just like, what? But I thought today would be chill because it's, uh, you know, the essential workers. But I think it's the same psychology. It's like, look, we've already waited a couple weeks. We didn't give in to, like, you know, going out and shopping in the madness of everybody else. And here we are that, you know, the people that's been doing the work and it's our first opportunity to go on an off time. And, um, but I think it was still fueled by that, like psychology of like, if I don't pick it up, I'm not going to get it. And so like, even if you're normal and like, even if like, you're not panic buying, you're kind of forced in that situation. Like I better pick it up because if I don't, I'm not going to get it two weeks out. And I, I think that's still what's fueling like this this consumer uh, like panic I, I, I can't explain it any other way <sighs> insane times um you know what's in, not you know what's also insane is not following us on social media uh uh and you can uh follow us on facebook socal student sections instagram same thing socal student sections uh twitter is socal sections you can follow me on uh, Twitter, malvarez02, M-A-L-V-A-R-E-Z-02. Instagram, MannyA2. Um, if you guys want to see uh, Chris get trampled uh, at a Costco, I'm sure he'll put that on social media. Where can they find you, Chris? Yeah, it's all appropriate and positive. I, I really try to put a positive spin even on a negative thing. So, yeah, uh, like Manny said, follow us. Like, honestly, follow us on social media. We'll follow you back. Uh, again, we just wanted to get an exposure. But you can find me on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Coach Hulm, it's C-O-A-C-H-H-U-L-M-E. On Instagram, it's Coach.Hulm. So C-O-A-C-H dot H-U-L-M-E. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of people, whether you're an adult, whether you're a student, um, like just press the follow thing. Because if you've got the important media that you want to, you know, like forward to us, I mean, if it's great, we're going to put it back out. So, and we want to bring exposure to you. I mean, as you can tell by listening to the podcast, follow us we'll follow you back i mean it's a good thing and if you're a business too uh i mean it's good for you because then if we retweet something that's got your name or your handle in the tweet i mean look at the exposure you get which uh also we're looking for sponsors right manny still are i mean uh if you, if you guys have been listening to this whole thing you, you've heard our, our uh, little uh, mini breaks our little uh, psa sponsorship uh, commercials um yeah I, i'm again i mean i know that right now it's a tough time to sponsor but uh <laughs> You know, uh, keep us in mind when, when everything kind of cools down. You know, um, you know, we've been – I know that there's no sports, no school, no everything. We're still going. You know, we're still going strong with, with you know, our, our Q&As with the bands and, and the student sections and reporters and super fans. You know, um, 
so yeah, we're, we're, we're not, we're not going away, you know, and, um, that's kind of perfect for, for you guys to be a, a sponsor, you know, we'll, we'll talk about you guys even in, in the middle of this pandemic. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, go ahead and message SoCal student sections and, and, uh, and then we'll talk business and, uh, we can't do it right now. We totally get it. Uh, everyone's got to save their money. Um, however, we do. Gonna, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, you should totally do it. I mean, right now, because digital is the complete form of everything that's going on in this world. I mean, you're isolated, you're quarantined. A, you're listening to the podcast. But B, if you are that business or you are that sponsor, look at how many people are listening to the show. And imagine, like, your exposure to that. And then if you have takeout or you have some business that, you know, is an app-based or something along those lines, man, people, like, they're going to be, oh, dang, it's so easy. Like, I can go use them. And, you know, like, and especially during this, it's different. It's it's not that it's worse. It's just different as far as this medium. And I, I think it's only going to be getting better uh, after all this is over. I think it's going to be easier for, for us. Yeah, it is. And um, while you're stuck at home listening to us, uh, you know, we got more shows next week. We got – um. Scheduled, uh, we got to the Tesoro Titan. Sorry, let me say that again. The Tesoro Titan Army. Uh, Carl Sarius has promised us that he'll be back next week. He'll have all his essentials and, and all the food and, and, and toilet paper and towels <laughs> in his bunker. So he'll be back on. Um, and uh, we're going to try to get another band. Uh, we're going to do another band Q&A. Um, and I'll talk to that band and see if they want to be on next Monday. So uh, another full schedule next week. Uh, it looks like we're going to have a bunch of Orange County student sections up until mid-May. So, um, OC, uh, start checking out these student sections. We got Portola, Dana Hill, the Portola Dog Pound, Dana Hill's Pod Squad, the El Medina Rowdy Rooters. April 20th show is open now because that was Newport Harbor's schedule. So, I might have to talk to Villa Park and see if they want to come in and fill that void. If not, Fairmont Prep. So, um, a lot of Carter Blue Crew. Uh, maybe we'll get them on. Um but yeah, another full show next week. Uh, hopefully, we get much better news than uh, than we were hoping for this week. Uh, guys, stay safe. Keep following. Follow us. Listen to us. Uh, sponsors, be our guys. Um, but uh, yeah, guys, uh, be safe. Wash your hands. Don't uh, trample people in the supermarket. And uh, we'll be all in more shows next week, guys. Take care. Be safe. Yeah. Peace out.